It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On the BetQL Network. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe Jaron Hawks, are with you on a football Friday, presented, of course, by BetMGM. Let's start diving into it all NFL Week 7 games. Let's start here with one that, you know, fit the bill of a, a line that might be too big, but there are some red flags if you're on the dog. The Falcons at the Bengals Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's a six-and-a-half-point number. The Bengals are the favorites here, despite the Falcons being undefeated. Our Falcons undefeated against the spread. 47 and a half on the total. First instinct is the Falcons. They've been they've been so consistent, right? This is what they do. They cover every week. And the Bengals are still choppy. But Joe, last time we talked about this game, you brought up the injury report for Atlanta, their corners. Maybe this is a maybe this is a tough spot for them. I, I don't feel as strongly about Atlanta covering. This might be the week. I find this one difficult because I also don't trust Zach Taylor. I don't trust the Bengals. They can't run the ball. Like, if they're up 10 in the fourth quarter, can they run the clock out with Joe Mixon, who just has no burst? I don't know. I don't know. So this this might be another backdoor cover for Atlanta. I don't think they upset him. I don't think it's that kind of game. But can they get the backdoor, which they've done a couple times? Interesting. It's just sitting there at six and a half. The look ahead was seven. And A.J. Terrell was a concern in the secondary for Atlanta. He practiced in full yesterday. So it doesn't appear that that is uh, any longer a question. They're the third team to start 6-0 and against the spread Atlanta is in the last decade. And um, those last couple that have in this last decade, they went to 7-0 and ATS. It's just strange because they're such a heavy dog as the only team left that's perfect. So ha- have we had an over-adjustment? Typically, you see that when teams start out 5-6-0 uh, and ATS. I don't get that sense. Like, let's say they were four and two against the spread. Wouldn't this line be the same? Kind of seems to me like it would be. Uh, concerned or just I thought, thought it was notable, the Bengals receivers popping up on the injury report. Well, Higgins practiced in full on Thursday, so he should be good. Chase was still limited. We'll see, uh, we'll see how he looks. But, yeah, I mean – the reason that I hear a lot of sharp people say that they like the Bengals is because Atlanta can't pressure the quarterback. But guess what? The Bengals can't pressure the quarterback. They're, Bengals usually pretty good job. ATS, they've been an under team. I believe the over finally hit last week for the very first time. But they're, the Falcons offense is top eight, and that's why they're perfect ATS. And Atlanta's defense is rough. One of these weeks, they're not going to show. But we haven't seen it yet. I mean, they, they fight. They scrap. Don't they, just ATS-wise, don't they feel like the Lions a little bit of last year? Just a better offense and probably a worse defense. But I, I just look at this as uh, one of the games where you've got to take the dog or nothing, Aaron. We'll, we'll see during the conversation mm. with the contest. Uh, I like pick that. The call if Atlanta makes it. But, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the mode of uh, laying it with the Bengals right now. So I actually think I might um, lay it with the Bengals. I think mm. the Bengals can out- get out to a big lead. So the thing that worries me is maybe the backdoor cover situation with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I think the Bengals last week, they threw the ball at a higher rate on early downs. 
The Falcons are dead last in pressure rate, so Joe Burrow is going to have a lot of time to throw. You mentioned the injuries to the cornerbacks with the Falcons. That's huge. Casey Hayward on IR. A.J. Terrell was limited this week with a hamstring injury. How are they going to stop T. Higgins and Jamar Chase? So I like Bengals um, in this situation, but I did bet over on Burrow passing. I think he could go over that. I was going to look at um, yes. Higgins and Jamar Chase, but I thought that's too risky because I don't know which one of them could go off. But I do feel confident that Joe Burrow is going to have a day. Yeah, that's a good one. He might. And I, I'm starting to think it's time for Jamar Chase to explode. Seven catches each of the last two weeks, two touchdowns last week. Well, you know, if I Terrell's bet him there, and then cashed it out because I was like, I don't know if it's going to be a Jamar Chase game, but let me just – Stick with Joe Burrow over his passing. Um, he's gone over his number a few times this season, but they have played some tougher defenses. And against a Falcons secondary that's banged up, I think he's going to have a lot of time to throw and have a good day. Yeah, you, he's you, just – Jamar could explode and, and start playing like he did last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised that yeah. happens. You know, a, one thing that has – another thing that's impressed me about Atlanta is they've done this with a fairly challenging schedule. San Francisco, I know San Francisco was beat up defensively, especially in-game, but they're still well-coached, talented roster overall. San Francisco, Tampa, Cleveland, Seattle, we're finding out is pretty good. Okay, maybe the Rams aren't as good, but there are no buys on this schedule for the Falcons, and they're still sitting undefeated at 6-0. I'm starting to wonder, do they have the better coach in this matchup between Arthur Smith and Zach Taylor? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a, a crazy thing to say. I mean, look what Arthur Smith's done with nothing. Zach Taylor's been blessed with with Joe Burrow. I mean, Marcus Mariota, for all he's done well, he's a very limited quarterback, right? They're not throwing it around. They have to run with him. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. Arthur Smith's done a better job for what he has. All right, let's go to the Lions and the Cowboys. We're sitting at seven still. Cowboys the favorite back at home after losing to the Eagles. The Lions off the bye, 49 on the total. It's the Dak Prescott return. That's the story of this game. But I also think... The Lions are interesting. They're like their angle of this game, coming off a bye, off a terrible loss. Are they any better? They're like, did they fix anything during their bye week? Right? This is what good. This is what good coaching staffs do. They 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 see what they did wrong, and they kind of fix it. And I mean, the Lions have done everything wrong on defense you could do. They've been the worst defense in the league by almost every metric. Did they fix anything? Because if they if they did, I don't mean it gets good, but like if they can go from thirty two to twenty. With their offense, they're going to be in some games the rest of the season. They'll have a chance to be in some games. I, I, I don't know about laying seven with Dak off the thumb injury in his first game, Aaron. It feels like a lot of points to lay with Dak. It shows me he's ready. I'm with you. I mean, how how good is that finger going to be? Um, when the Lions are big dogs, I like the Lions. I know Dak is back, so I'm worried about what kind of zip is he going to have on that ball? Is there going to be some rust? Is it going to take him a couple weeks? I really just don't know. You could play this one live because if he does look good or whatever, you know, there could be an opportunity there. I just need to see how he looks because I know he's not Russell Wilson, but last year, Russell Wilson, somewhat similar injury, and it took him a few weeks to get going. So I might consider the over, but one I did play this morning, um, golf under passing 249 and a half. The Cowboys defense, especially their pass defense is really good. So mm-hmm. I think under 249 and a half, he's gone under that number a lot this season. And against a really good Cowboys defense, 
I think that's worth a look. It's uh 249 and a half. You can find a 112 minus 112 out there. So still some value there. Mm-hmm. Peaches and cream. Uh, I, I would think that they would lean on the run game, right? Because you have a Lions team that can't stop the run. Dak working his way back, coming off the injury. And the one thing the Cowboys love to do and pretty damn successful at it is run the football. I mean, Pollard is the better running back, even though Zeke gets more work. He's after, uh, after contact per attempt, Pollard is fifth in the NFL. He's second in the NFL in rushing yards over expectation. So he's having a terrific year. I feel, I, I wonder when they're going to end up passing the torch when he ends up being the number one back. Uh, it does feel like do or die. Lions lost three in a row going into that bye. You come out of the bye and you lose four straight. I've mentioned a couple times this week, somebody's got to get fired. Somebody has to get fired from that coaching staff. So, I mean, this is big. The the pressure is on. You know that they are working their tail off on this one for two weeks preparing for the Cowboys. Strange nugget that I saw from uh, Evan Abrams had this out there. And, you know, it's just one of these things that it's kind of obscure that I never would have guessed. In the last 20 years, the most profitable team off the bye it's a Lions of all the teams in the NFL. Typically, they're bad most of those years, but they're getting points. Well, they're getting points this year. They're bad this year. I want the Lions when they're getting seven. I don't want the Lions when they're getting two and a half or they're in a pick right. scenario. I'm on Ross St. Brown practicing full. So it looks like he's back to being healthy. He's good to go especially with the extra time to prepare. Now, Swift was limited in yesterday's practice, and that's how you've got to attack this Cowboys defense. You've got to run on on them to a good degree. And if we're going to come up with something that the Lions do well, they can protect golf, and they can run the football. And if you're going against the Cowboys, if you want a chance at winning, you need to be able to protect your quarterback. You need to be able to run the football. feels like a couple of things are lining up here. I do like the Lions plus seven. Yeah, obviously it's a different quarterback and different skill set, but the Eagles, and I'm not saying Hurts and Goff are the same, but the Eagles can protect the quarterback and they can run the football. And they moved it in the first half really well, and they scored 20 points. I, I would, If I'm taking a side here, I'm on the Lions plus the seven in this game. Totals of 49. All right, let's go to one that we saw a big line movement this morning after the trade. The Buccaneers are now 13-point favorites over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday with a total of 39 and a half. Might be the biggest spread versus total we've seen all season. Like, we've had some 10s, 11s in that 40 range. 13 on a 39.5 total, that is a very big number there. Uh, a couple things on Brady and the Bucks. They've lost four consecutive games against the spread. It's the first time that's happened to Brady since the 07-08 run, when they were gigantic favorites in New England every week. They were, I mean, at one point during that year, they were favorites like by like 18, 19, 20 points, and they weren't covering some of those games. So it's been a long time since he's had this long of a run without covering. Big number this week. I mean, it feels like everyone will think this is the week, right? They have to bounce back. I don't love this Bucks team, but, I mean, how do you think, like, the Panthers could even be on the field with them this weekend? This feels like their bounce back. Do we know the quarterback? Anybody I know the? I think Panthers. it's PJ Walker. Is it PJ Walker? Because he is trash. Yeah, They're all tra- uh, Steve Wilkes <laughs> said it's PJ Walker. It's PJ this week. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. T- I mean, say what you want about that Bucks offense. They still have a really strong defense. They're a better defense than the Rams right now. And the Panthers got into the red zone once last week. Mm-hmm. Once. 
would it surprise anybody if they don't get into the red zone this week? Uh, this is just – this has Panthers with zero or three, like, written all over it. Um, we, we know how it's been when opponents score 17 or more against the Panthers. I mean, that's going to continue. The Bucks, even with some of their struggles, they can't run the ball. Uh, Brady hasn't been terrible. They're, they're going to put up some points. They're going to score enough to win this game. But, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a, a two-touchdown number. I, what are the Panthers? They, they, they feel like they're an arena team at this point with the talent that they have left. And how, how are the players going to respond after losing their best player and knowing they've got to be talking amongst themselves, who's next? Where am I going to go? What are they yeah. going to get for me? Are they really, like, focused? Are they preparing for the Bucks? as much as they should be. I don't know. Uh, Brady, this might surprise people, on target percentage, number one in the NFL at 82%. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been getting healthier. Julio was limited yesterday after not practicing on Wednesday. You know, Brayton Hicks, I, it doesn't look like they're going to play. Certainly Brayton, I mean, with how he looked after that blow on the field the other day. But they still have a great defense. That, I know it's on repeat. This is a spot, man. I just don't – I don't like laying two touchdowns in the league, but I can't argue with that point spread, Aaron. They have lost their last four yeah. against the spread. Yeah, I know people have kind of been dragging Tom Brady, but, I mean, another interesting nugget is he's the seventh highest graded quarterback according to PFF. He's not playing that bad. His offensive line is not helping them, and the Bucks are dead last in EPA per rush, and the craziest thing is they keep running the balls, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Well, I trust those. the Bucks that's more. Those. Yeah, but I just – I don't think I'm going to have a play on this one. This number is crazy now. At minus 11, I was thinking about being on the books, but unless you force me to, I'm probably just not going to have a play here, to be honest. There's other games that I'm interested well, in. Let me ask, this could be a stay away. Let me ask you about the uh, props-wise. Um, Fournette, terrible season. It can't run the ball. They've very little success. But we all expect this to be a blowout, right? Yeah. How does Fournette? How do they not get Fournette right? His yardage prop is sixty-four and a half. You would think that. I mean, it's kind of sets up for for a two-touchdown, maybe uh, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen rush game for him. That's a good point. It is. Um, it could be his week to get to pad those stats a little bit, and and they're rushing the ball and, and finishing it out. One prop I was looking at this game is Chris Godwin is kind of finding his sea legs. He's back. His longest mm-hmm. reception, 21 and a half. Brady's got a fair amount of balls that have been thrown down the field, over 20 yards. I, I could see that one. It gets a, a Carolina defense that's okay, but not great. And, Joe, you talked about the Arena League thing off on offense. Carolina's dead last, tied for dead last in yards per play. Tampa's top five in yards per play allowed. How, do, how does Carolina get first downs? How do they stay on the field in this game? And Walker's going to be under pressure. Uh, yeah. Did you see his air yards? It was like negative. Like, what, what are they going to do? <laughs> They're in a bad way. I mean, this is like the worst team for them to play at this time. An angry, desperate Bucks team with a good defense. They just lost McCaffrey. So like whatever he was part of the game plan, they got to throw that out the window. It's rough. Uh, it is rough. A 13 point number for the Bucks. I like the Godwin prop over 21 and a half on the longest reception. We'll continue diving into week seven of the NFL. Brown, Dravid, Sexton's Raiders. We'll dive in next right here on the Beck UL Network.